Fairy Fire. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome back to my channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Welcome everybody to Silver Dragons Pub and Guild. We're excited to be back and messing around and being silly and having fun. Um, I've enjoyed starting things off with an encouragement and having grown up doing sports and a lot of other things. There's a almost like a mantra, if that makes any sense, that I heard from so many different coaches. Um, so you may have heard it, you may not have, but uh, it's common amongst any sport and most any coach that the only shot that you are guaranteed to miss is the one you never take. Um, so in life and in the game, just have fun. Uh, feel free to try stuff, especially in a game where the repercussions are, I make a new character at the worst. Um, so, you know, transitioning from that into life of, you know, you're always going to miss the shot you never take. So always feel free to take the shot because at worst, it's the same as not doing it. So at least try for it. That's my little encouragement for the day. But besides that, you guys ready to jump in? All right. Put on your flippers and let's do it. Get ready to roll some new character sheets. <laughs> oh, you that was a preface. You didn't bring, you didn't bring character sheets? No, that'd be fun. Anyways. Now, this won't do. Beginning in the town of Arrowhead Crossing during its late morning rush, you all found a dark alley to conceal a group ear piercing. Tobias deftly, if simplistically, provided ear piercings and provided gems wrapped in a wire that now dangle from all of your ears. From there, you checked for Albrant at the Wander Inn and traded letters with the barkeep before departing from town in search of the nature shrine that is dedicated to Sola, a deity who oversees the change of season. Now, Kali's map quickly proved less than accurate, uh, much less so than the party had originally hoped, but with a bit of ingenuity and a bit of luck, you discovered trail markers in the old-fashioned form of rock cairns. While difficult to follow in the high snow, they did eventually draw you away from the main road down into a cluster of hills where a, where a cavern was visible due to the lack of snow at its entrance. Squeezing inside, you entered an open cave holding a hybrid of magical and mechanical processes that were corrected by resetting it to today's current date, which caused the walls to burst with blooming wildflowers of primarily pinks, but intermixed with other bright colors that fell away, revealing a flower-walled tunnel that continues deeper into the underhill. It was then that despite the unnatural warmth of this cavern that a chill caught the back of your necks and the room darkened, except for Briar's magically lit staff and a few shafts of light that cut down from up above and a voice, now, this won't do. Welcome back to Bella Stroon. What would you all like to do? We can see, right? Because <laughs> Briar's staff is- You can see, yes. Yes. Um, how far away did the voice sound like it was? Or was it like echoing it's off somewhere, the It's somewhere behind you. you turn around? <laughs> you, all, you all turn, and the, the wall's still heavily covered in these wildflowers. 
extend from not just that opened passageway, but around the entirety of this cavern and back out through the direction in which you originally entered. And glancing back that way, where the light originally had been more primarily passing through that has now dark, do see an individual who is a tall, slender elf uh. wearing bright robes. Uh, they're bright white, but with a green, white shimmering derby. trim. Uh, this individual has long, straight uh, hair that walks in so gently, and bright like... hazel eyes that are taking the yeah, camera. Yeah, make a full check. Is it an investigation? Uh, perception. Unless you'd like to go up and start touching through yeah. and see if you can find it. Nice. All of you be. Starts touching. Um. Uh. It was. It's really bad. So it's <laughs> a three. A three total. Three? You're glancing over and the, there isn't a particular aspect of any of his clothing that seems to stand out in any any particular way besides that the robe looks finely made. Uh, to, to, Toby, Tobias. Um, Barrel, uh, and this is Briar. Who, who are you? Barrel and Briar. Pleased to make your acquaintance, I am Devlin Rowe. Might I know why you've disturbed this sacred place? We were told that it was, um, that it was in need of, of some tending, that the, the uh, druids that were supposed to be tending to it would were not doing so and that it needed to be taken care of. And from which source were you sent? Um, who, who are you? I am Devlin Rowe, one of many who seek out to pursue the will of the great victor. And one of his many charges are shrines like this. Did he say the great victor? Yes. It's a very cool name. <laughs> uh, victor in reference, so go ahead and roll me a uh, history check for me. Yeah. I need to stop rolling with that die. Put him in prison. I have proficiency though, so it's still a ten. <laughs> okay. Uh, you guys have heard reference to Victor Cal in the area. There's very little that's shared about him outside of Ristland, so it's not a big surprise that um, you guys, not being native to this area, wouldn't know much about him. But that is the ruler over Ballas Field, um, and is likely. Oh what is being referenced, Victor being the title in in this instance. Oh, Victor Cal, okay. I was I was like, oh, his name oh. is Victor. That's a weird way to reference it. the great Victor. <laughs> <laughs> Victor Cal, that, that is, that is, that's cool. Okay. Um, that's, um, that's very exciting. You, you got here awfully quickly. <laughs> We've only just ah. arrived a couple, of, a couple of hours ago. I am here in one means or another. These are important sites for the victor. 
and I would ask that you put it back the way it was and continue on your way. We're not, I mean, we're not disrupting anything. We have the, the, the hest of, of nature, actually. She knows a unicorn. <clears throat> a unicorn? <laughs> I'm gonna, like, kind of make a frantic face in her direction and be like, um, listen, is this not what's better for nature and all that? This is a shrine that seems to be in disrepair. I know many things about nature, as my friend has said. And so clearly, the the seasons seem to be out of balance, as clearly, according to this timekeeper thing, it is spring and there is snow everywhere still. I'll go ahead and roll either a persuasion or an intimidation. I think you were playing that line just well enough. You can pick whichever. Pick persuasion, because that is an 18. Very nice. You are correct in many ways. This is outside of the norm. However, this is the will of the victor. Winter needs to persist for a time longer. Why is that? There are certain advantages, especially when dealing with certain entities in the West. And until his will is completed there, winter must be maintained. Right. Um, well, <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but we uh, just barely figured out how to use this thing. Um, so we don't actually know that there's a way to put it back to the way it was. I see. Yeah. In that case, simply be on your way. I will send agents who will amend what has occurred. Right, or not, right? You could, I see. You could, I mean, the people um, here in this region don't seem to really be in on the victor's um, plans and um, they're kind of suffering for it, so. Um, and that is what many people do. However, it seems that this is something that is worth your while in some extent. Is there not another means by which we might ask you to be on your way? The people will be taken care of as the victor sees fit. And once his plans are fulfilled, I'm sure their lives will be amended one way or another. Yeah, um, it kind of sounds a little ominous. As my friend pointed out, these people don't really know what's going on and to say that they'll be all right when they don't, it's kind of a little suspicious. The common folk, especially here in Ruslan, are a hearty group. They have survived much. They can survive much more. And they will. That is what and folk do. Are you offering to buy our silence then? 
silence. No, simply make it worth your while to allow the victor's will to continue as he has placed his will upon this place. Did wanna, excuse me, but uh, I'm going to go take my friends. We're going to go over to a different corner of the cave and we're going to talk for a little bit. We'll consider your offer. Um, yeah, is that all right? Anybody want to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge people. Bye. You're very, you're very oh, politically phrasing things. Please. As you. I'm not okay. going to turn my back to him, but I'm just going to walk backwards. <laughs> probably run into the pillar. Or just like. <laughs> <laughs> I'll guide him back. <laughs> okay, so. Um, uh, I'm not suggesting that we. I think we take it because this place enslaves me and I'd rather not die. Um, but I don't know that we have. I mean, uh, even uh, Carol, will you make a perception check as you head over? Gladly make a perception check. Is and it... anyone else who's keeping their eye on Devlin? It's a 22. Uh, okay. As you are all making your way kind of off to one side a little bit, the, the cavern itself, it's not a perfect cylinder. It's somewhat oblong. And so you're heading off into one section that is a little bit off to the side and gives you a little extra space and room. And as you are moving across, almost kind of like when you see those uh, those photos that shift as your, uh, as your eye line does, he too seems to have like almost a glitch to where as you're watching him, he is always directly facing you. He doesn't shift or turn himself physically, but there's almost like, as you go to a different angle, he's just always directly facing you. I don't, um, I don't like this for a couple of reasons. Um, we don't have to make a pros and cons list, it's all right. But um, the mainly what I'm concerned about is how quickly he got here, and um, in addition to that, uh, the richness of his robes, it means that either he is very powerful, or he knows a lot of people that are very powerful, and um, uh, how powerful people have the ability to kind of make people like us disappear. So I'm not sure that um, going against what the king of of any region wants is a good idea. At least not at this juncture. Is he even here? Is, is he like one of those like ghost apparition things that magic people sometimes do and like throw up? Not like throw yeah, up, like, but use. I, I think. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Why would you ask that? I don't know. Just a weird thought. Can I roll an Arcana check just to see if, if I can Go recognize ahead. some illusion magic or something? Yeah. Oh, that's okay. That's a 17. Okay. You glance his way and you watch for a little bit. And you recall back and you pay a little more attention to the way that he's been talking in your mind. And while his mouth moves as he speaks, there's no expression that is, is portrayed. 
the mouth, it just kind of moves up and down and doesn't seem to register directly with the eyes. And you kind of shift to one side and you notice the same flare uh, that Beryl saw earlier. There, do, there does seem to be aspects of some sort of illusion that's being placed here. That is very interesting. Uh, I'm, I don't um, uh, illusion magic is not my specialty, but um, if that's the case, it's, it's slightly less concerning because at the very least it means that he didn't bring himself all the way here. Though projecting an illusion over that distance would take a very substantial amount of power in its own right, assuming that he had to project it over a substantial amount of distance. I'm talking in circles now. Um, I think. I think we should take a bribe from this man and then go down in that tunnel anyway after he leaves. I think that's a good idea. Oh, so wait until he leaves and then come back. What? Wait until he leaves and then go down the tunnel. Yeah, yes. What if we just go down the tunnel right now? We just went down the tunnel? He's watching us though. But he's... I could... I could throw something at him to see if he's real. I mean, you could if you wanted to, I suppose. But is that a good idea? I mean, would that mess up the plan of us like not dying? I mean, if he just knows powerful people, it might just hit him. But if he is a powerful person, it, we could be immediately dead in that circle. Right. Um, what if we ask for something cool right now like we need it right now we're not leaving this cave until we get it either he physically gives it to us proving he's real and if your guys suspicion is correct that he's not people were going to have to come and walk and find us during that time we might be able to explore the tunnel well the alternative possibility that i didn't yet state is that he is physically here he just doesn't look like that and um, that possibility is more frightening because it could mean that he's just much larger or not a person or something like that. So, illusion magic is capable of a lot of things. So, um, you know, that might throw a wrench in our hands regardless, or in our discernment at least. I'm going to turn back and give him a little <laughs> and then go back to the conversation. <laughs> um, does it, is, is he making like he can hear, hear any of this? Like, is there, um, is there make a visible it, reaction? Make check. Is there like a visible reaction to any of this? It's not amazing, but it's not great. Wait, I mean, it's not amazing, but it's not terrible. 14. <laughs> He's uh, almost absentmindedly just kind of taking in the room glancing around a little bit but then as you focus on him there's that shift and it returns to a focus directly on you i don't like it he gives a slight cock of the head to the the little wave and then you go back to your little huddle so bribe and then we leave with him and then we come back yes yeah but if I, we leave, he wants us to return it back to its original no, state and the tunnel would close. He said he would send people. And even if he did send people to turn it back to its original state, we, we could just turn it back. 
Well, I mean, he'd know because he knew somehow. What if we get trapped in there? In a tunnel. Well, they won't come immediately, will they? Will they? I, I have a spell that can detect when people enter the tunnel. So if they do that, we can just turn around and book it back, hopefully. If it's not too deep of a tunnel. Which there is no guarantee that it's not, but... Um. <clears throat> that sounds like a good plan. But I'm not going to rule out throwing something as well. Just so we're all aware. I will say, if you feel it necessary in the circumstances, I'll base it on your judgment. Throw something at him if you feel like you need to. Okay, okay. I can do that. And then I turn around and sort of <laughs> uh, <laughs> and walk back towards him. Okay. Uh, we have decided to um, to accept your generous offer. Very kind. Have what you exactly? Sorry, go ahead. Uh, please, by all means. Um, what exactly? Is our leaving and compliance worth in this circumstance? Well, there are a variety of resources that can be granted. What is most amenable to you? Monetary value? Or is there something else that you are all seeking? Do we want Favor with the king, magic items. Magic items. I wouldn't even know what those. I don't know. Um, money sounds wonderful. Thank you. Money, it is then. What are we going to do with favor of the king that we don't like very much? There are books that can be sent ahead. The victor has quite a pull in Arrowhead Crossing, not far from here. He's well-known and well-respected amongst a guild in particular, the Feral Stalkers. I will send word ahead. Go into their guild hall, and there you will find money waiting for you. I will have set aside three gems, one for the each of you. How does a diamond with 75 gold sound? Hmm. I mean, it's all right, but there's a lot of people that we could talk to before we get our payment. You know, speak as you wish. Really? You Indeed. want more people coming down here? This area is well known by the locals. And whether or not they know the wishes of the victor, they have seen fit to leave well enough alone. If you wish to cast yourselves as outsiders within town, that is your business. It's just a long way to walk, though. Couldn't you get one of those, like, scout people to come and, like, bring it to us? Make a persuasion check. Me being the ultimate lazy. At <laughs> uh, which he rolled a 15 persuasion. Um, which is responded with very interesting proposal. Seeing as individuals must come this way anyway to fix this area, 
If you wish to wait here, then you may. They'll bring these diamonds, one for the each of you, set things as necessary, and then you may all depart together. It can be treacherous in this area without a guide. I am glad you all made your way here safely. I would that you all find your way back safely. If this is found pleasing to you, I may send word immediately. It, uh, Beryl, perhaps? I mm. mean, we were... We did have other obligations in this region. Mm. So we might not be here when individuals come back. Just a thought. Mm. Right. Decide amongst yourselves. All paths are fine by me. You know, I think best when playing catch. Um, is there a rock on the ground? <laughs> yeah, it's, in, it's a natural cavern. There's there's loose rubble about. We're going for it. Okay. We're our shot, DJ. This is close the beginning. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna turn to Briar and I'm gonna be like, well, what do we think? And I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna like be like, do you want to catch it? It's a small rock. I'm not gonna boulder you. You're a <laughs> I'm a small person. Okay, well, I will get close to lower the DC. All right. And I'll just say, you know, I just think it's a it's a decent idea, and I'll toss it to you. And then I'll, and I'll be like, but well, you know, like seventy-five is just like you know, in this economy, it's kind of really in this economy, a low number, you know. Um, and then I'll gesture for you to toss it back to me. Your dex is fine enough; you don't need to roll for a gentle toss back and forth. <laughs> Good. And then I'll look at I'll look at Toby and just say, but you know, sometimes it's not all that it seems. And then I'm going to whip around from Toby and I'm going to toss it to the person in the entryway. This strange form of my. Go ahead and roll a uh, ranged attack. And the goal <laughs> is to get it through the being. Being. So you're like lobbing it at him or are you is it like an aggression move? No, I'm just, I'm lobbing it at him, but if he's an inanimate thing, then it'll just go through him. Okay, okay. So your roll plus your proficiency plus your dex. Okay. <laughs> That's a 24. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> uh, all of you make a perception check for me. Can gui Ooh. guidance? 14. Um, 16. 16, 14. 11. And 11. All right. Uh, for, uh, for you, Beryl. You give a swift turn and, and a loose and this rock goes flying through and to you, the individual reels back and it just narrowly kind of goes past the shoulder. But for Toby and Briar, 
you do see it pass through the form. That was... You didn't catch it. It is not within my proficiencies. I am more of a learned individual. It is not... uh, Right, that makes sense. That's why he didn't throw it to me, because he knew I probably wouldn't catch it. Um, I think that that we will we will um, if this is alright with everyone else I think perhaps it's okay if we go to your friends in Arrowhead Crossing to pick up the thing the, 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 the compensation in this circumstance I think that that's okay that if, if that's most convenient for you it's most convenient for us you know we don't want to put out the servants of the victor so well said in that case and he steps to the side gesturing and allowing passage beyond him and as he does there is a just a strange sound from down beyond the hallway almost a and light starts to pour back in through the entry and exit way Yeah, let's go, guys. Let's go to the exit. <laughs> Sounds like Toby is passing. Is everyone yes, else yeah. passing? <clears throat> yeah. I'll do the awkward, like, airport pass where you're, like, on the airplane and you have to pass by somebody where you just get really close to them. Like, sidestep. I'm just going to look at them. <laughs> It's a, a difficult on your eyes because it's still doing that shift, that scattered changing and shifting. And so as your eye has to maintain eye contact, it keeps shifting and adjusting and your eye is trying to maintain what it sees. Hmm. Maybe we'll come back sometime. We can play catch and you can learn how to catch something. I would prefer not. Well, it's going to happen. <laughs> All of you pass through unimpeded. Uh-huh. Start stepping outside. And as you make your way out, that small bowl-like area at the bottom of these rolling hills that have all washed down into this area, it's a perfect circle of lush green grass where snow is not currently uh, sticking. However, the rest of the hills still remain covered. And as you all step out, you hear a similar sound as to just before of a And as you turn and glance behind you, there is a wall of darkness covering over the entry and exit way. That wasn't there before, right? No. Maybe we've made a very poor decision. That's okay, we don't live here. We're fine. (laughs) (laughs) Not my house, huh? Whatever. We can go back inside. I told him we'd come back. Not yet, not yet. Well, here we are, outside of that shrine. Um, It has been wonderful meeting you. And we will look forward to perhaps interacting again at some point. 
I'm sure a very powerful mage such as yourself has very important things to do. So we will be on our way back to the road and you can head back to wherever you're from as well. You hear nothing. Uh, the individual stayed within. He did not follow you out. Or at least the image of the individual stayed within the, the Can I, like, like hearing the silence after the, can I walk, like, take a couple steps towards the darkness and, like, put a hand on it? Yeah. As you do, there is... This darkness, there is a, almost a, a seam running down its center. You can see grays that shift and pull from the center outward. This isn't a, a magical darkness spell, as you might previously assume. Mm -hmm. And there is a constant, almost sound of escaping air. And as you start to press against it, you can feel the flow of it coming from the back forward. And you're, it almost pulls you a little bit as you start to put your hand up. Are you touching or are you with Frank? Um, I'm gonna pull my silk rope off my bag and, and wrap it around my waist and tie it and then throw him an end of it. Okay. Just experimentation. And then I'm gonna put my hand on it, like physically. Okay. As you place your hand on it, that same bit of pull forward are you resisting or are you allowing that pull? Yeah, I'm allowing. Okay. Your hand, because of that, it passes through easily. You don't hit any sort of material, physical aspect. It simply passes through this area and where, around where your arm, where you can still see, almost like a, a shadowy smoke just kind of encompasses. But you can sort of, sort of pull back and it's resisting. You can easily pull it back, but it is a constant drive in a certain direction. And my hand looks fine when I pull it out? It takes a moment and you kind of have to wrench just a little bit, but everything seems normal. Okay. Put a hand, that same hand, on the side, on the stone, and I'm just going to say, for science, and then put my head in. <laughs> a similar pull, it goes through easily. And with your head there, you can feel it licking up the sides of, of your neck, trying to make you pass through. And as you put your head through, it's dark for a series of length of time as you're getting further and further and further, but about just shy of a foot in, you're able to break through this barrier and you can see easily inside the cave. Not a ton of light is there without Briar's staff, but there are piercings that have come through the ceiling where shafts of light do come through. It looks from what you can tell, it's a little difficult because there is a wind to the cavern, but you don't see any notice of the individual. Um, they may have moved, but at the very least, they're not where they were previously. And the cavern looks the same? It does. Okay. Um, I'll pull my head out and be like, he's gone. Um, but I assume that perhaps this thing right here can tell if we go back inside. Just to general assumption so unless you guys can uh teleport no okay um then probably we, we probably can't go back in can we just go through the front door that was the front door oh. breaking through the ceiling i feel like that's a complicated process 
Well, I mean, what's the worst that happens if he comes back in? I have dropped my water skin. I left my water skin. I'm notoriously scatterbrained. I can... Will he put the alarm thing? Let people know? That's a good idea. That's a good idea. I'm going to do that. I'm going to cast alarm as a ritual with our new wizard spells. Withered. No, I didn't take alarm. I lied to myself. Oh. I don't have it. Any day now, you <laughs> uh, Well, see, it's still a work in progress. Um, I'm still figuring out how it uh, how it's supposed to go, so um, it probably won't uh, uh, work if I if I do. So if we were to go back inside, we'd kind of just have to wing it. I'm good at that. Well, let's walk in real quick, see if there's a way to get out once we're in the tunnel. And then if not, maybe we just leave? Yeah. Maybe one of us tests first to see if you can get out once you're in the tunnel, yeah? Sure. Okay. I'm gonna step all the way in, all the way into the oh. tunnel. Okay. <laughs> Without a pause, just whoop, and full body, it, you feel that almost a little push. You pass through the other side easily. And then your intent is to turn right back around and try to pass through. Is my rope, is my rope still attached to my waist? You, it is, yes. Okay, and it's still taut. Yep. Okay, and I'll yep, I'll step back back through. If I'm able. You're only a percentile that. No. <laughs> I will not. That's an eighty-two. Okay. You're able to pass through. It's a struggle, and you have to push. Your whole body trying to make it through this, whatever this is, is constantly now pushing in the opposite direction of you. And pieces of you, not too bad trying to wrench that back, but forcing your full body through takes quite the effort, but you are able to pass through. Yeah, so it's not um, great, but um, I did. Uh, are there trees in the area? Are there trees in the area? Sorry. You glance around, the area directly around you is mostly hillside where trees can grow, but at the moment, the tree line seems to be up higher on that ridge line almost. Damn it. How far away is the nearest tree, would you say? Nearest tree, it's... Is it more than 50 feet is what I'm it's, Yeah, it's mostly due to the ascension that you would have to, to get to okay. it. Any large rocks that are small enough for a rope to fit around, theoretically? There is a boulder just to the left of the cave entrance that is relatively tall and, I mean, it's going to say misshapen, but it's a rock, so it, it doesn't really have a, a misshape. But there is a large uh, boulder just to the left of the cavern entrance. Okay, I'm going to walk over and take the end from Beryl and say thank you. And I'm going to wrap it around the, the boulder and tie it off um, and then be like, we can use this to pull ourselves back out. That's the best I've got. Cool. Good rope. It's, it's, it's a nice rope. That is a nice oh. rope. Is this the part where we go in and wing it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Right. Are you alright with this? Yeah, I think we're gonna die, but you know what? <laughs> no time like the present. 
we won't die. To die. And even if we do die, I have taken down all of our um, exciting adventures in my journal, and someone will pick it up. Probably yeah. the people who killed. Yeah, Green Green on my behalf. You come across three individuals. One of them holding a journal. Their names were Toby, Briar, and Beryl. Unfortunate. Those are our new characters. <laughs> um, let's let's go in. All right. Sounds like Toby steps in. Mm-hmm. I'll go Just in Toby. after, and then Beryl and Briar. Each of you step through, the two of you now experiencing that same pull. It's different. And as you step through, once again, the light is blocked from behind you. But one by one, Toby and Beryl and then Briar, all of you stand within that tight, difficult, cramped space that is the, the natural woven entryway. I'm untying it from my waist and dropping the rope to the floor, like in in a coil. Okay. I'm gonna call everybody over to me, or as I step in, I'll place my hand on the floor, and the dust will kind of waft up around it as I use my racial benefit to cast Pass Without a Trace. Ooh! Very nice. That works. Um, one small problem, though. I can't see in the dark. Neither can I, but just... Light. Then they'll be able to see us. They're not in here. I have a lantern! I got a lantern from the from the city. I also pronounced lantern really weird just now. <laughs> lantern! I have, a, I have a lantern. I will get out my bullseye lantern and use prestidigitation to flare a light. And then I will make the this the thing for the sliver very thin. So as all of you prepare, you notice that with the light that's coming through, it seems to be filtering through a fog or a an unnatural darkness that wasn't there previously. And as you are passing through, your steps are gentle, despite being on hard stone. And there is a a darkness that just holds onto each of you as you're walking through this area. And as you're grabbing onto different uh, pieces of the tunnel work, it almost seems like things soften beneath you. Like there's a, something between you and each thing that you move across as a, a natural aid is, an unnatural aid is benefiting you moving through. All of you make your way through and into that larger open spans of the cavern. And it's still untouched. It still looks like it did when we left it. Uh, make a perception check. Okay. It's a fifteen. Okay. On the surface level, everything seems the same. The pillar is still set as it was. There's still a, a gentle glow from one of the stars in the opposite end of the room. There's still that open chamber, uh, almost directly opposite where you're at now and the flowers are still persistent all the way around. However, directly above the arc of the cavern where that individual was standing, Mm -hmm. all of those flowers are wilted. And as you're looking at it, each of you here is less in the tunnel and more in your minds. It seems 
this was too much a temptation to trust. Perhaps this is simply for the best. This should have been leveled long ago. So much for subtlety. When you're done, destroy it. And there's a pause, and the first thing that you notice are those crystalline, strange creatures that have been following you. One by one, each of yours flits up beside you and starts shifting, glancing from one direction to another, almost nervous. And then you hear as from behind you in the tunnel, something approaches, a skittering, a scampering. And I'm gonna show you guys uh, your battle map. Go ahead and roll initiative, everyone. A mistake has been made this day. That's no, not bad. We're gonna beat up some people. I got a freaking 19. 19? You know what I should have did earlier when I thought about it? What's that? Infused Nick's sword with a plus one. Made it a magic oh. weapon using my finger. Well, I thought about it when when the guy first arrived. I was just gonna like, like inch over to you and grab your sword arm and make it magic and then walk back. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Hi. Uh. <laughs> magic sword. Magic sword. It's okay, everybody. <laughs> I got a 20, 22 for initiative. Oh wow. Very nice. <sighs> He got a 19 for initiative, so high rollers today. We're doing all right. I got a 12. Now I got to decide what spell to cast. Because I have so many spells to cast. So many spells. All right. I heard a 19. From Toby. Yep. But Beryl has it higher than me. What are you sitting at, Beryl? 22. Two and four, Briar. Twelve. Twelve for Briar. Toby, what's your dex? You Toby. Plus three. Yeah, it's a plus three. You will be going before a certain set of Did that uh, text come through to you guys with the battle map? Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. Terrifying. <laughs> you stand there at the entrance of the opening of the mouth of this cavern that extends out a little bit larger. You can see uh, further on the left is that entryway that goes to the outside. And to the far right, uh, where there are those hashes, that's that tunnel that continues further within the tunnel. Um, the markings kind of on the left and right side of the more wide cavern are just natural rock formations as they ascend ever so slightly up into toward the ceiling, um, but they are walkable. And as you are hearing these strange sounds and readying yourselves, you all turn back towards the entryway of the tunnel and you see 
skittering out, maybe knee-high for our medium-sized uh, individuals here. These ashen gray creatures of just a, a terrifying complexion similar to those that you continue to see in but your nightmares. Small ashlings, elongated features, silhouettes of this ashen gray, whitish skin and purple orbs for eyes that are jittering and skittering and sliding across the floor. And behind them, you see two more creatures beginning to pull their way through the portal. However, going first, we have Beryl. What would you like to do? Uh, Briar is in kind of that bottleneck, right? At the moment, yes. Okay, is since she's a halfling, can I like share move? her space? Yeah, share the space. Absolutely. Okay. Um, I'll share the space and make um, make an attack against two. All right. With my long sword. Last year. Oh, wow. That's a nine. A nine is going to miss. Oh, tragic. I'm going to... That's a dub, 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 dub. I'm going to use... I can take one extra action once between rests. Yes, you can. I'm going to do so now. So help me if you roll another three dice. Action surge, here we go. No, that was cocked. Okay, that will hit, I believe, if a 24 hits. A 24, absolutely. (laughs) Okay. I sure hope it does. Uh, just misses. And that's max damage for 14 points damage. So this first one that comes skittering forward and just working its way across the the ground, you plunge your sword down and as it pierces through the top head, it goes straight through and down its body and it sinks to the ground. And as you pull your sword up out from that area, it just starts to pour ash up and it falls to the ground. And as it slams into the ground, its entire body scatters outwards into a, a terrible just ash thing. It lingers ever so slightly and you can see the burning edges of it like it's coming right out of a campfire. Anything more for Beryl? That's it. And that will take us to Toby. Um, I'm seeing Briars in the wrong place and I would prefer her to not be there. Uh, so I'm going to reach out and cast a spell that I did prepare uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out and cast sleep um, Very nice. uh, within the vicinity. So uh, everyone within the 20 foot point, can I put a point behind the behind the portal or like in the portal, perhaps? Uh, you could center it on the portal. I believe it has to be a point that you can see. Is that right? Yes, it does. You are correct. Um, but I do believe it does have to start from there and work its way back toward you. So it will go four, three, and two before it starts to affect um, Barrel or Briar. As long as they have hit points that are low, that are higher than, because it starts with the creature with the lowest hit points within the vicinity. So I'm hoping that it's that they have lower hit points than than. I see. I see. Um, okay. I 
believe they do. Oh, you don't you don't have to tell me. I'm still going to cast the spell. <laughs> Let's see. That's good. 10, uh, what is that, 18? 18, 20? 21. Uh, what is that? What did I, did I roll? Five? Yeah. Uh, that's 20. It, it affects 21 points 21 of health. Points worth. 21. So the two creatures that are at the back, they fall asleep. Dang it. They, <laughs> they are scampering forward and they drop immediately. The one closest to you is still so one around. Is, one is alive, but Beryl's also in my space. That's true. Also, well, no, he can't end his turn in your space. He would have had to have gone back. But if with her as a small creature, I think they can share space. They can for the duration of the turn, but they they can't end their turn in the same space. I'm pretty sure. I mean, first of all, what, what would you rule? Can I stay uh, for now? Or? For now, we'll go ahead and say that you do need to uh, leave her space. Okay. For the end of your turn, and then if I find that it says elsewhere, um, alternative to that, we can transition forward. Okay. So then, if I can post up in front of her, and just say, "I got you." Oh, because you killed two, so you get to be in that space. Okay. Yeah. So you can take over two spot. One is there. Three and four have fallen and are currently asleep. And anything else for Toby's turn? Um, besides the casting of the spell, I can't do a whole lot, except I think I will move back towards, we'll do nine, around nine F if I can. Yeah. I don't know if I can occupy the same space as the pillar or if I need to be farther down. I'm okay with being, being like 10, that area. Okay. Like yeah, you can balance with those and that middle pillar is down, as is the one to the right. So if you wanted either of those spaces too, those are- Oh yeah, then I'll, I'll, I'll take up the, the middle pillar space. You got it. And that is gonna take us to, you uh, all see stepping through the portal larger of the ones that you just saw. They're more medium sized, but they have the same exact complexion and they look much more akin to the ones that you faced in that tower. Uh... Um, they step forward and rush towards the first one they can see is barrel two attacks coming towards you okay guys are ready to go there barrel a 12 and a 21 to hit the 21 will hit as they come forward and just slash across. And the first one hits directly under the armor, which takes the full brunt of it. But the other one, as it skates more across, its long fingers almost tuck underneath the protective layers and just trail across you and deal six slashing damage. That is them and takes us to Briar. All right, uh, I will give ye good old eldritch blast all right good old eldritch blast. number one that's the smaller dude that's still up right yep okay and we'll give him a blast and that is um a 17 to hit 17 hits all right that is a 
Ooh, not bad. That is nine, nine damage. Absolutely takes it all. Is still standing ever so barely, but is still standing. A palpable blast, and as it strikes into it, already from its wound, you can see ash starting to flake outwards and a burning core from within. Uh, anything more for Briar? Um, I'll just take a take a little scoot back. Okay, you are within striking distance of one. Are you oh, okay with provoking? I will not take a little scoot back. Okay, and that will bring us to numero uno. And I believe, uh, remind me, uh, three and four, they're just down for the count unless or until awoken by damage. For a minute, yeah. Uh, um, main t- if As long as I'm able to maintain concentration on the spell. Gotcha. So One, as you are all watching, flattens itself against the wall. Completely flat. And as it moves, it works its way across and along the flat surface. Um, <laughs> Toby and Briar, you may both make opportunity attacks at disadvantage as it goes past you. Am I within the vicinity? Uh, No, you're up uh, by the... You're kind of in the center of that larger cavern room on top of that central area. (laughs) Yeah, so I probably couldn't make an opportunity attack. Opportunity, no. It's staying against the wall at the moment. Sorry, you said... I think, yeah. Oh, sorry. Barrel and Briar. My fault. Oh, I can make one. Yeah. Yes. At disadvantage, you said? Yes. That's good, because mine would have been a six anyway. <laughs> it's It was a natural one. Oh. Wow. Okay. One, I rolled two. One of them was cocked, and so I re-rolled again. Um, and that was a 19 and a natural 20. So. Ooh. <laughs> 19 definitely. <laughs> Some similar thing happened here. I rolled two 18s. Hey. All right, both of you, go ahead and hit. I'm gonna stab it with a dagger. Five damage. All right, five. And from Barrel? 12. 12, all right. The two of you hack this thing apart. And as you strike into it, it seems that in its flattened form, it doesn't take the same amount of impact as you initially hope. However, despite this, between the two of you just carving across it, it seems to just scatter across the wall, also turning to ash and dissipating as it goes by. That brings us back to the top and barrel. You are up. Currently one and two are down and gone. There is five and six that are directly in front of you, uh, basically in the spots that one and two originally held and three, four are still napping cozily from behind. Cute. Um, and then there's two large guys. Two large uh, ashen silhouette-like figures with purple eyes that have elongated limbs, feet, fingers that are twitching and just oddly moving directly in front of you that are clawing away at your armor. Is one, one attacked me, so one's within attacking range, right? Uh, Both are within uh, melee of you. Oh, sweet. Okay, yeah, I want to try and attack one of them. All right. Probably the one that tried to hit me last turn. You got it. Uh, oh, that was cocked too. I need to get a new, I need to roll somewhere else. Oh yeah, that's not gonna hit. Um, yeah, that's an eight. And it will miss. 
All right. Anything more for Barrel? Um, I think that's it for me. All right. That takes us to Toby. Okay. So I will. Um, I will. At risk of waking up the people that I have just put to sleep. I don't know if this is a smart idea. Is this a smart idea, guys? Am I waking them up? <laughs> I All of my damage spells are AoE spells, even my cantrip, so... Um, um, I will, I will not, I will, uh, is there any way to position, it's, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull the, the bottle out, the, the, the bottle that I demonstrated before, the flask, and I'm gonna drop a little bit of the powder in it, and then, and then bite and chew the taro really quick and spit it in and then smash it, but I want to, I want to get it, um, in a place where it's not gonna hit barrel, and theoretically where it's not gonna hit any of the sleeping individuals, is that possible? And this is bonfire, right? This is create bonfire, yeah. So it's any individual within five feet uh, gets affected. You create a bonfire on the ground that you can see within a five foot range, or within range, until the spell ends. The bonfire fills a five foot cube. Any creature in the bonfire space when you cast a spell must succeed on a deck save or take uh, 1d8 fire damage. In a five foot cube, so it only affects the one sector, right? I guess. I guess that this is. It has to do with with your ruling. Like if I can position it in in the the middle of multiple spaces. Oh, I see. If so, with would, a five foot cube, it's with that. It's basically one one creature, unless they're sharing sharing an area or walking through a section. Yeah, no, I that's that sounds reasonable. I I you don't. I had it in my head that uh, I'm reading the spell description. I, I had it in my head that that I could put it like in between and affect multiple creatures, but that's not how the spell description reads. So, um, uh, but it is still there for a while, so I can maintain. Oh, it hits its concentration. I can't even do that. I'm so sorry. Um, oh, okay. In that case, it is oddly worded because normally it does specify when it's just a single creature but that one i think affects one but because it lasts longer it has the potential to affect others which is probably why it's worded that way okay so i will try to affect that that one creature then because i just read sleep again and it doesn't require concentration it just lasts for a minute so um i'll just smash it you smash Uh, them and probably i'm gonna say most likely on five who is in the section that starts to funnel in which would mean placing it there requires the others to pass through it in order to yeah. continue towards your yeah. party. Ideally, yes, that sounds perfect. All right, and does this creature need to make a save? Yeah, it makes a dexterity save. Dexterity. Probably not. Seven. Fail, yeah. All right, what's he take? Uh, just a d8, so one grand total of one. <laughs> fire all that for a single fire day. Hey, it's it's a for a minute, so. And um, does... Concurrent damage occur at the start of the beginning of its turn. Does it mention? Um, if it if it uh, enters the space for the first time, we'll probably end or turn. if it begins its turn in that space, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, anything more for Toby? Nope, that's it. I'll I'll uh, I'll stay in the same spot I was in. I like that spot. All right, it does begin its turn in that same spot. So go ahead and roll another d8 for number I'm five. Just looking it up to make sure I didn't just misspeak. 
Yeah, no, it's just uh, it's just when they enter the bonfire space for the first time. On oh, I guess that counts. Uh, when they enter, no, because you're you start your turn in the space, so it doesn't. So take as long so as long as this one doesn't end its turn there, and then if anything else moves into that space, yeah, which will become important right now as those two creatures, one of them, number five, is going to grab at Barrel. Uh, Barrel, I need a contested check from you, either athletics or acrobatics as this creature tries to grapple you. Four, a, a 14. And the way that I'm gonna do a lot of these, everyone does uh, contested checks a little bit different. Uh, the way I'm hoping to implement is whoever initiates the check, their role is the, the DC. So you are trying to meet or beat 14. Okay. Oh my gosh. 13. Oh, this creature lashes out and grabs you with a hand, which you shove to the side, and then it grabs with both, holding stiffly onto you, and then starts to wrench and pull you back towards it. Make a dexterity saving throw as you cross over the bonfire. No. And it starts pulling you back. That's a five. All right. Uh, I need a D8 from... Is it eight? It's eight, isn't it? Seven. Oh. Seven. But doesn't the dude fire dude? If he ends his turn there. But he just went back into it. Oh, does that count? He's or did he stay in, in it? Grabs and pulls and is pulling himself out of it, Toby into it. That said though, do roll it again because six is willingly stepping into that that fire in order to flank against Toby. Or against the uh, deck save first, because if he if he passes he doesn't take anything. Natural one. <laughs> okay. Go ahead and roll that damage. <laughs> Five, so not bad. That's great. And so that is the, the action of five. Six is going to use its action to strike it uh, barrel with advantage. Now flanking with. Uh, that's a 19 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. Or eight slashing damage as it okay. just rakes across the back of your neck. That is their turn. We're good. And brings us to Briar. Okay. Since my friend is actively on fire. <laughs> um I'm just gonna Currently, uh this creature is in one space, followed by <laughs> Barrel, followed by the fire and the sixth the sixth creature. So Barrel is not currently standing in the fire. Okay, but he was lit on fire. Yes, he did get. He, he's, they don't actively burn, unless they stay in it. Yeah, I figured he it, wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like an action pat down kind of thing. Um, hold on, let me. Um, this is so stressful. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take. A, a wild guess, uh, so wait, um, I wouldn't be within touch range of, t of him then, would I? He'd be 10 feet away? You could do it if you stepped into the fire, temporarily sharing space with one of these Ashlings. Hmm. Well, in that case, I will just heal him. Um, 
I'm gonna give him some little healing. Healing word? Healing lights. Oh, oh. Yeah. She can do it within 60 feet. That's good. Um. Nice. Oof. Uh, five. Five points? Yes, five and then I one. will give a good old Eldritch Blast to the guy in the fire. Hey, Eldritch Blast, fire away! Um. That's a 15 to hit. A 15 hits. Nice. And that will be 11 points of, not 11, uh, 9 points of damage. That's still great. Good, solid hit. That will be my turn. All right. That is Briar, and uh, those two individuals are still sleeping. And Beryl, we're back to you. Um, so I can't make an action because I am grappled, right? You can make an action. It, the only thing that grapple hinders you on is it reduces your movement to zero. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I want to I wanna punch this guy. Yeah. In a smoke face. Okay, that's a 12. A12 is going to miss. Dean it. Um, as a bonus action, though, I'm going to compose myself from being on fire and heal myself. Second wind? A D10 plus my level of hit points. Absolutely. Because I don't want to die today. <laughs> Five points. Five points. Very nice. Thanks. And that takes us to Tobias. Okay. Um, I need to remember this uh, for the future. Concentration spells can be ended without an action this at any time. can freely choose to stop concentrating. I, uh, I did not realize that. Uh, so uh, here we are. And we have learned something new today. Keeping I'm going it, it, to... Additional damage on the creatures as well, so... Pros and cons. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit. Mm, if I hit the one creature that was, there's one creature that's advancing on us right now. Yeah. At the moment, no. There's one that's standing in the fire in the funnel area. Both of them are currently uh, working Toby or uh, working barrel over. Oh no. The one that attempted to uh, make its way past was eviscerated on the wall. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna end my concentration on my cantrip, and I'm gonna cast Sanctuary on Beryl. All right. So that he, if he gets hurt, he will not get <laughs> hurt. So this is. Uh, uh, this is they have um, to make a wisdom save in order to make their attack against. Yeah, him. yes, but just so you know, Beryl, it does negate the effects if you take an attack. So they have disadvantage on you for right now, but it only lasts for as long as you as you don't hurt them. So it's gonna be like a I don't know. I didn't think about sanctuary. What, what, what should I should have given you guys pendants to make it happen? For right now, it's just the earring. Then the earring, the earring gleams, and the image begins to to flicker, and this weird sort of shield forms around the head and the base of the skull. So, all right, very nice. 
And that brings us to their turn. So they each need to make a wisdom saving throw in order to attempt to make a strike towards Beryl, correct? Yes. And... We have a... Of course. An 11 and a 13. An 11 and a 13? Yeah. Uh, neither of those... Neither of those... Uh, All right. Also... I found out this one also doesn't require. Doesn't very require. nice. <laughs> that's great. So, so that's you, good. So you'd like to maintain your fire? Yeah, and I'll also is there? There's currently one in it, right? There is. So go ahead and roll that damage. I'll reinvigorate the the fire then, because I it, this is sanctuary is also a bonus action, so I'll just cast it as. Oh, that. absolutely. Again, so he needs to make a dex save. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Oh no no please need to get all that in. <laughs> that's uh big two on the die so i'm gonna ignore whatever modifiers he has because there's no way five damage five, another five. five very nice i feel like we roll the highest amounts of damage towards each other yeah True. <laughs> you're your own bbegs specifically with fire <laughs> yeah yeah yep. it's happened twice now fire is our worst enemy maybe I'm a lesson gonna... could be had from here don't you all just people. start making yourselves stronger and better Exactly. We're improving each other. Forged in the fire. Wow. Inspired. Forged in the fires of friendship. Painful, painful friendship. (laughs) As the fire flares, this individual screeches out and makes a slash towards Beryl. But as it does, there is almost a flare of of gentle light, and it almost half-heartedly just kind of gives up its attack. And pushes forward once more, and then simply turns. Uh, Barrel, you may make an attack of opportunity if you wish as it turns and starts to try and make its way deeper into the cave. Oh, but if I if I hit it, doesn't that do something? It will end the sanctuary on you. So it's up to you. Oh. Wouldn't that creature be moving into the fire? This one will be moving out of it. Mm, I see. Um, As it transitions into the tunnel. I'm not gonna attack. Okay. Yeah. The other one is similarly going to work its way around you. It's going to let go of its grapple and that's not enough. It's gonna have to pass through the fire as well. Go ahead and roll an additional D8 for the other one that's passing through this fire will be six very nice and they step into the open cavern way one of them is going to make a strike towards briar where did i get dropped you are standing so you're standing in one spot right behind you is the fire and just before you are two sleeping individuals on the on the ground and behind them, an open portal way, dark. Okay, so I'm on the other side of the bonfire from where yes. Briar is, okay. And they're passing through it towards Briar. Okay. Uh, one of them strikes out towards Briar for a 13 to hit. That will not hit. Yay. S- swinging high, catching a little bit into your your uh, fungus hat, no. deep gouges across it. The other one is going to move past you. You may make an opportunity attack if you so wish. Okay. I'll slash at him. 
That is a 16 to hit. 16 hits. And that is four damage. Four, absolutely. It gives a little limp as it passes uh, across and it is going to work around Tobias making its way towards that open tunnel way and it can only get It is currently 10 feet away from, from you, Toby, uh, trying to get towards that tunnel. Uh, that, it's going to double move. Why not? Oh, no. It double moves and makes its way deeper into the tunnel area. That completes completes and concludes their turn. And Briar, you are up. Mm. And they're trying to get into the secret tunnel. One of them passes inside it, yeah. The other one is, is slashing at you. That's not good. Has disrespected your hat. I know. That's that's pretty. That deserves a lot of destruction. So I will cast <laughs> guiding bolt on him. Yeah, fire away. Okay. Let's hope this isn't the one time I roll low. Hey, that's a uh, seventeen. Seventeen Ooh. hits. All right, that is 4d6. Get him out of here. here. Okay, that is 5 plus 8. That is 13. Yeah. Um, And that's radiant damage, if that matters. That does matter. Um, Radiant damage. And the next attack roll made against this target before the end of my next turn has advantage because it is uh there is mystical dim light glittering on the target there is indeed a a light which is hard to to perfectly describe it as light as it it forms out almost like a beam of what should be darkness except that it sparkles so vibrantly with each bit of light that comes across it it looks like a line of pure black glitter that strikes forward and slams into the creature, but as it makes contact, you can see burning. Each tiny little glitter piece that hits this almost seems to catch fire on the skin of this creature. And then that glitter rises up all around it and just continues to rain down across it, making it a very easy target for whomsoever would like to make a strike against it next. And it looks horribly hurt. Anything more for Briar? Um. I am going to, no, I'm good. I think I'm good. All right. That is going to take us then to our sleeping individuals, which takes us back up to the top and barrel. You are up. Okay. I'm going to um, try and cross over the bonfire and take a swipe at the one that. If I'm reading Toby correctly, as you prep yourself, for a burn. You've been burned. You take that step and it's gone. Cold earth beneath you and you step without any issue across. Do I still jump over it like I did? I'm like, what? <laughs> you do a little, huh? And you proudly glance back, but it's just gone. It's not there. <laughs> you you jumped over air or it disappeared as you, you uh, passed over. Yes. You have just <laughs> enough of that cool, like, I'm jumping across the fire feel, but as you land, it's already dissipated. <laughs> Tragic. 
Okay, so I make this attack with advantage, right? You do indeed. Okay, that is a 25. 25 hits. I think so. And that is a max damage again for 14. Woo! Yeah. You leap across this fire, and as you do, your arm goes up and just naturally starts to bring down a heavy slash. And as you do, for a moment, it almost feels like your blade is trying to fit within a jigsaw puzzle. But as it does, it does so as it's bouncing across these glittering bits of light that are all around. And then once it starts to descend, they seem to flow up and push down harder on your blade, giving it the direction that it needs to go. And your slash cuts straight and true. And there's a bit of just light that follows behind it. And the creature stumbles forward. Half of this creature stumbles forward and falls. And the other half falls to the side, each one upon impact, slamming into the ground, bursting into fiery, burning ashes. Wild. There is one creature left. That's 10 feet of your movement and your action. How far, is that the one that's approaching Toby? Uh, the other one has gone around Toby and is headed into, um, towards that back chamber. Uh, it's currently about 45 feet from you. Okay. I'm going to use, so I've used 10 of my feet. Yes. So I'll use the rest of my 20 to just run after the one that's heading towards the back room. Okay. That is Barrel's turn and takes us to Toby. Um... How well, it ran through the fire, right? Yes, it passed through the fire, uh, skirted around the room, taking uh, a gash from Briar, and hobbled its way further and deeper into the tunnel, making its way into that is passage. It, all of you opened. Does it look bloodied? Like, can we can we even identify that? It's moving at a very rough pace. It does appear to be in a very very bad shape. I'm trying to debate. I have one spell slot left, so I could I could do a thing that I'm pretty positive will stop it. But I also don't want to waste my last spell slot, but it might get away, and I don't want that to be the case. Um, yeah, I'll chase it down. The right. the excited facial expression that I had from earlier was was if I can if I can um, like as he's as he's running through the fire i'm i'm like seeing it leave and i like take a swig of something that should not be ingested and i'm holding it in my mouth and i'm speaking semantic components through the liquid in my mouth and okay. i'm gonna like take in the fire that from my bonfire and then i'm gonna like run like like the the, the liquid is kind of like at the corners of my mouth and i'm gonna out because I will not be able to catch up with it uh, if it's 45 feet away, but burning hands will be able to catch up with it. Absolutely. So, and that was a, a, an increment from where Beryl was. It from you is about right around that 25 foot mark. Okay. So, you, so it's, it's perfect then. I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to, it's going to make a dexterity save. It is indeed a 13 just fails i have a oh, right go ahead and roll your damage 
you do well, do good damage. That's eight. <laughs> Not great. Eight's a lot. And enough. No. Yeah! yeah As you take a swig of this uh, material that the two others, even without knowing what it is, are like, <laughs> but as you start to garble this liquid that starts to already sting within your mouth, you can feel dribbles out in little bits, but as they dribble out, drop and shape into bright, shining sigils, symbols. And as they do, your your innate desire starts to work into them, and you chant this practiced, worked set of magical words that then it spews forward rushing out towards your fire and then coming back to you. And as it dribbles down, it comes and washes over your arms, down your hands and outwards, splashing forward and over this creature, which it then works across the ground, up its ankles and over the top. And it, as it dissipates, the creature is just gone. Tiny little flecks of ashes are all that you manage to see before it is simply wiped away. And you now standing in this entryway, seeing what is beyond, you can see a small antechamber that is a little bit further down. There's a, a gentle archway of these beautiful flowers that open into a small chamber at the center of which a figure kneels, holding on to something that is slammed down into the floor. There is two sets of upraised uh, floors, some sort of dais and worked stone in a hexagonal shape. There's the doorway a angled set of walls, another angled set of walls, and then a flat wall directly across. And that wall directly behind him is currently glowing a bluish white from which wind is blowing out and snow. And all of you are out of initiative. It's a different figure than the one we saw before, yeah? This is a figure you've never seen before. A little bit difficult to see, very obscured as there's minimal light from your area and the light that's now pervading is pervasive is coming out from whatever is behind him. So it's just a silhouetted figure that you can kind of tell is kneeling in some form or fashion. Okay. It is important to note for those still in the upper chamber, uh, those two other smaller Ashlings are gonna wake up in about 30 seconds, just so everyone knows. <laughs> can we kill them real quick? Do you wish to? Just yeah. join two with them. Yeah. Just give them a bonk. So with <laughs> with them being asleep, uh, any attacks done against them are done at advantage and are naturally crits. So you no need to go through the details of. You go through, dispatch the two of them. As you do, who is going over to do this? Probably, probably me. Is Briar going to come over too? Mm-hmm. Okay. But do you quickly dispatch these two creatures, and as they turn to ash, the crystalline figures that seem to keep working around you, they float towards the the open portal way that still has darkness just pouring outwards. And from them, lights pierce forward, one of them slamming into this darkness, and the light seems to just be eaten up by it. Another one, a concentrated beam works its way down and into this open portal. And then a third figure, Toby's, joins and slams into it as well. And they start making a circle around the portal, working in a, a clockwise fashion. And uh, 
a symbol appears in the very center until a white light from the very, very, very center point washes out and the portal is dis- is uh, dismissed. Hmm. Glad they know how to do that because I don't know how to do that. <laughs> the three creatures look to each of you and to one another, moving about somewhat excitedly and then get right in your face and they start to twist and turn in odd ways and then eventually fade back into a strange etherealness and are gone. I love that. <laughs> okay. What about I'll after we dispose of them and they dismantle the portal, I'd walk across the room to Toby as well, because he's the other one who's seen the corridor. I think all three of us have seen that. You've now. seen the corridor itself, yeah. Yeah. So do we see the person leaning on the staff in the ground? You do, yes. Have they noticed our presence? They don't seem to have made any motions or adjustments, or they haven't seemed to shift in any way. It would be hard not to hear us, though. We were quite loud. Hello? There's no response. And your voice doesn't carry quite as much as you figure it probably should, but maybe that's due to the dampening of, instead of a rock wall, now there are flowers all about, or the gentle wind that is persistently coming out of the wall behind him. Should we help him? Help him? Yeah, he looks a little bit wasteful. I think so. Being in the snow, on the ground, anyway. Yeah, sure. We'll make our way down. All right. You work your way through the hallway. And as you open up into this room, it's relatively small, a little bit cramped with all of you in there, but there's enough space for each of you to stand. And the room in and of itself, again, hexagonal, with another hexagon in the floor that's raised up ever so slightly. And then from the center of that, a circle that rises up and he is upon that central circle area and whatever he is holding is plunged deep into the ground and he is kneeling down, holding onto it. And he uh, bears large pauldrons that stretch outwards from each shoulder that elongate into branches, currently not holding anything, but holds also uh, attached a flowing cape made entirely of leaves that wrap over thick, heavy wooden armor modeled uh, lightly after splint mail. There's a red beard that spills down and atop his head is a menacing looking helm that rises with a pair of antlers coming high above. And around him, not making any contact, but around his the crown of his head, there's gentle flickering white flame that just keeps working its way around and around and around. And as you approach, you see two purple eyes within it, gently open, staring back at all of you. Hmm. Does it look like he is struggling right now? Like you said that the staff was slammed down. Is he like actively holding it against something? As you lower yourself a little bit, trying to get a better look, um, either insight or or, uh, perception for me. 
Or investigation. Ooh, Ooh. I will take an investigation check any day of the week. That's a 25. Right. As you kind of get a better look at, at this, you can see that his weight to a certain extent is on this uh, staff that's in the ground. His eyes are currently closed. His breathing is regular and heavy, but you can see much like when uh, a person is dreaming, you can see between his closed eyes, his eyes are fluttering back and forth rapidly and he is sweating profusely. I'm gonna go up to him and cast protection from evil and good. Very nice. Will you uh, read that out for me? Okay. It is. It says. Um, let me pull that up. We need spell cards. Until the spell ends, one willing creature you touch is protected against certain types of creatures: aberrations, celestials, elementals, fey, fiends, and undead. The protection grants several benefits. Creatures of those types have disadvantage on attack rolls against the target. The target also can't be charmed, frightened, or possessed by them. If the target is already charmed, frightened, or possessed by such a creature, the target has advantage on any new saving throw against the relevant effect. Very good to know. As you do this, would you like to describe how uh, Briar places this magical effect on this individual? Um, I'll sort of kneel next to him and put my hand on his hand close to the to the staff, just in case he's evil and scary. Okay. You tentatively reach out and make contact with his folded clasp of the hands that are on this staff. And as you cast this spell, you can feel, and the others can ever so slightly see, a quaking in his hands upon the touch. And a gentle glow comes from that point of contact, and falling from it, descending, are these black bits of glitter that fade before they reach the ground and the purple eyes within the white flame flare up almost in surprise and then are dispelled and broken and then a massive (gasps) as the creature before you lunges forward almost catching a massive breath and then breathes deeply and deeply and deeply and finally looks up oh my thank you You're welcome. Are you uh, the guardian of this shrine? Hmm. Keeper I am. Though I know not how long I have been asleep. The day, the day, what is... Hmm. My mind is... Bleary. And he sits heavy back onto the ground, catching himself back and just kind of keeping himself up, still shaking rather heavily. And as he leans back ever so slightly, you can see underneath the little bits of the helm, he's just white as a ghost underneath, trying to catch his own breath and uh, cold sweat making its way down his face. And maybe that's where we pick up next time. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. I had a great time. That was <laughs> wild. Uh, this was a lot of fun. You guys do some really fun tactics when it comes to battle. It is really this is a good time. It's All right. Fun. I almost died again. Yeah. <laughs> we got to figure out. <laughs> 
Better way to prevent that from happening. We gotta get you better armor. <laughs> you gotta get me Moonbeam. Moon I could take beam. them all out just moon so easy. Moonbeam is a spell. I it's thought about gravitying them. Gravitas. I have a new gravity spell. Heck yeah. <laughs> um, but I haven't, uh, I haven't used it yet on enemies. But I also, I was afraid that I would get barrel, which is why I didn't use it and used sleep instead. <laughs> That, thank you. I yeah, appreciate well, did, that. Did everybody have fun tonight? Yes. Yeah. All so right. Fun. And tonight was successful. And thank you guys for the fun RP. Thank you for the fun battle. And uh, I guess as far as this episode, that will be the conclusion. It's been so fun. Love you guys. Good night, everybody. Thanks, DJ. Bye. Bye.